Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, confident, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Now I'm going to talk a little bit further on super this week because I was thinking back to the global financial crisis and what happened after that occurred. There was this mass migration to self-managed super fund structures. About 40% of all super money is now held in self-managed super funds and the rate of attrition is still growing and I think it's somewhere around 6 to possibly even 8% per annum, um, with more people wanting to take control of their own investments. But it's really important if you want to go down this path to be quite savvy about investing. Whether the money's invested inside or outside of super, you really do need to know what you've got to do and how you need to prepare to grow your nest egg. Don't assume that someone else is going to take care of it the way you want to invest. Now, also, governments continue to lift the threshold limits for the aged pension. So by the time you retire, this may not be around. So you really need to take control now. And sadly, the reality for women is that you could potentially be in a lot worse position than men because we haven't necessarily had the amount of time in the workforce to be um, save or we may not have had the income to, to allow us to have generated much self-managed super. Looking at the statistics, I think women had an average super fund balance that was almost half of what the men have. Now, for many women, it's about what can I do now to change the situation? And it depends how old you are as to whether you're going to have enough compounding or enough time on your side to really make this work for you so that when you do come to retirement, you have sufficient funds there to not live a, a, a modest retirement, but to live a comfortable retirement or the life to have the lifestyle that you're accustomed to or would like to live. Now, I've listed here a number of pros and cons when setting up a self-managed super fund. So once you've put a plan into place to help you and you could set some targets for what you want to be able to put away into your super fund um, and then down the track, once, you get to, once you've actually built those funds up above a certain level, you may decide to run your own self-managed super fund. Now, some of the pros are that the, this would give you greater control over your investments. You have choice over what, when, and how you invest. And for some people, this is really paramount with their super. Self-managed super funds allow you to invest in different assets, so including holding direct property and shares, which you know a lot of people tend to stick to those two areas. They, they know a bit about property and, and perhaps learn a bit more about shares. Number two is control the tax position of the fund. This means there's an opportunity to benefit from tax concessions and you may need to talk to your accountant about what that means. Do some research on the internet. Look up websites like um, government website MoneySmart and then point three, fund value is only impacted by your decisions. Now compare this to a commercial unitized super fund where the actions of the members will have an impact on the value of your units. Some of you may not have even been aware that that occurred. Number four, cut costs. Do your research. It would be cheaper to run your own self-managed super fund when compared to the cost of your commercial fund if you actually set it up well. And it also depends, of course, on how much 
uh, money you have in your super fund at the time. So again, do your research on this. Estate planning can be simplified and also if all of the family are members of one self-managed super fund, on the death of one of the members, the other members may receive tax benefits. So there may be some big advantages for you in setting up or structuring yourself in this way for the future. An incentive to build your knowledge, that's number six. So a great incentive if you're going down this path or you're planning at some point to go down this path, then really think about what level of knowledge you need to have if you're running your own investments. You'll be investing in your future when you invest in your own education. Point seven, your self-managed super can be managed from anywhere if you choose to travel. And we have a number of people who have studied with us who that's been a high priority for them and part of the reason why they decided to learn to trade the market. The cons, uh, now there are a few of those, number one, more time involved in actually running it because you know if you have a unitized fund, someone else is running that fund. If you're running a self-managed super fund, you need to allocate time to be able to manage your investments. However, some people may prefer to stick with the commercial fund where they can just sit and forget. Two, uneducated decision-making. Some self-managed super fund trustees may fail to seek the appropriate level of education to suit the investments of their choosing. So what is the appropriate level of education if you decide to invest in shares? Now, at the Wealth Within Institute, we have a number of courses for you. We've also got a very basic level course, which I've mentioned before, which is our trading mentor course, is a really good entry level into the share market um, and goes through many areas that can help clarif clarify and, and just make it um, seem a whole lot simpler for you. Um, third, there's an initial learning curve. So when you establish a self-managed super fund, you need to know a bit about the fund, how it's got to be set up, um, and it can be a challenge for some people. But we provide information on that and can help get you started. So if you want to find out what's involved, you can simply contact Colin Owens in our office on 0392909999. Four, running costs may increase. So a self-managed super fund uh, must be audited each year by a qualified practitioner. You need to compare these costs to the fees that you pay for your commercial super fund. And accounting, taxation and the audit fee uh, for a self-managed super fund could be around 1200 per annum but you've got to really look around negotiate and and we can also talk to you about what's available colin can also talk to you about um, the fees involved now government regulation this is subject to change and would be outside of your control so it's always a big question mark isn't it whether the government are going to dip their fingers into certain areas and want to change things just when you you know set something up However, I think that in a lot of cases, that's probably there's probably a little bit more fear-mongering involved there than, than anything else. And, and look, for many people, unless you're, you're on the high end of the scale, so unless you're invested in self-managed super and you, you're at the high end where there's a very small percentage of people in Australia who have that level of funds in their self-managed super, then you probably need um, not be too concerned about um, what the government may choose to do. Then number six, life insurance. One of the advantages of a commercial fund is that life insurance is provided um, at much better rates than you may be able to negotiate on your own. So that's another point that you want to be aware of and, um, and having that insurance in your self-managed super fund. Now, before you decide to do anything, you really want to have a plan for yourself. And I've put some questions down that I really think need to be asked. So the first one you need to ask yourself is, do I have the knowledge or ability to run a self-managed super fund? 
And if not, where do I find this knowledge? Will I need to employ a professional to complete tax and regulatory returns? Do I have enough money to justify investing? Who will I employ to get me started in setting up a self-managed super fund? And where will I compare costs? And also, how many members do I want to have in my fund? That's um, probably about all I've got to talk about on Self-Managed Super today. I hope you enjoyed my discussion. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.